You're listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The views and opinions shared on this program don't necessarily reflect those of Citywide Home Loans. Citywide Home Loans, LLC, NMLS 67180. David Hosterman, NMLS 220562. Jonathan Edwards, NMLS 671258. Equal housing lender. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all that apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. Good morning and welcome to the MVP Real Estate Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with Citywide Home Loans. And I'm the only one in the studio today. So I mean, I get to talk about anything that I want to. And today I've got some great topics for us. We are going to discuss buy-downs. So we're going to talk about the benefits of utilizing buy-downs. And we're starting to see more and more buy-downs happening out there right now. And we're talking about temporary buy-downs. We're talking about permanent buy-downs. And I'm also going to discuss some ways that buyers or borrowers can save money on their mortgage. I know that may sound a little bit strange, but stick with me because we're going to talk about some strategies that really can help you pay off your mortgage faster, save tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on your mortgage and interest payments over the life of the loan, and some ways to get that loan paid off faster. I mean, let's be honest, who wants to pay their mortgage for 30 years? It's such a daunting thought that most people just are like, I don't even know. I'm not even going to worry about what that means right now. I'll worry about that in 2050 when I close on my loan, right? But you don't have to pay on that mortgage for 30 years. And I think that's a really important point that not everybody tends to grasp. Let's get that mortgage paid off. Get that mortgage paid off so that you can use those funds Instead of paying the mortgage and paying the interest and the balance on the loan, use those funds for something else. Maybe maybe instead of making that mortgage payment, purchase another investment property, invest in the stock market, do whatever you want with it, but make that money your own so that you don't have to continue to pay, uh, pay on that mortgage. And that's some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today. As always, we are going to have a triple play of Denver's hottest listings. And a quick disclaimer that Citywide Home Loans has no affiliation with the Federal Housing Administration or the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. So just to kind of dive in today and talk a little bit about what we're seeing here in the Denver real estate market. So as a lender, I have access to real estate agents. I work with a lot of real estate agents. We're the preferred lender for probably in the neighborhood of a couple of thousand Uh, real estate agents here in the Denver area. So that means we have communication with a multitude of agents on a regular basis. We also have clients that are out there. They are submitting offers on properties, right? So they are out looking, they're searching with their uh, real estate agents. And at the end of the day, they are the ones that are submitting the offers to purchase properties. Now, sometimes that works out the way that they want it to. Sometimes it's great, right? They go to a house, they look at it, they like it, they put an offer together with their buyer's agent, and they submit that offer to the listing agent, and the seller sign it, and they're under contract. But it doesn't always work out that way, unfortunately. And especially in a market like what we have in Denver, what we've seen over the last few years, is that you've got, you're not the only one that wants that property. You're not the only one that wants to buy that property. If you like it, there's a good chance somebody else likes it too. And so I think it's really important to understand for buyers out there 
that you're probably not going to get the first home that you put an offer on. You've got to understand how the game works. Hopefully you've got an experienced real estate agent. Hopefully you've got an experienced lender that can help guide you through that process, help you to understand what it is you do need to do so that you can get under contract on that property. But one of the, uh, one of the key things that we're seeing here in the Denver market right now is that things are beginning to heat up again. And I will say that I, I in my opinion anyway, over the course of the last year, things had kind of died down. It was crazy in the real estate market here around the Denver area after and during COVID. I mean, homes were multiple offers, way over asking price. It was kind of crazy. And then the last year, things seemed to have died down. But right now, what we're hearing from the agents that we work with, from our buyers that are submitting offers on properties out there, is that the market's kind of heating up again and we're starting to see multiple offers again. Uh, we've seen a couple of transactions with appraisal gap coverages, which we haven't seen you know, for the last at least six months, if not the last year, haven't seen much in the way of appraisal gap coverages, where basically the buyer submits the offer and says if the appraisal doesn't come in at the purchase price, that they're willing to cover the difference. That's what we call that appraisal gap. Uh, haven't seen escalation causes, although we have heard some talk that some agents are considering using that as a strategy again, where basically you submit your offer and say that you're willing to pay, you know, one thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars, whatever it is, over whatever the highest offer is. Um, so we uh, we're, we're starting to hear that again. One of the big things uh, that we're starting to see more of it in, in, in a way that we hadn't really seen that for. You know, since the late 90s, maybe early 2000s, is, uh, is that of buy-downs. We've always sort of seen seller concessions being provided, although not a whole heck of a lot. Usually that's a client that's typically using like a down payment assistance program or they're really short on cash. So a seller concession is when the sellers are going to contribute to the buyer's and pay for a portion of their closing costs. Those funds cannot be used for the down payment, but they can be used towards the closing cost and the prepaid items like your taxes and your insurance. But also those funds can be used to buy down the interest rate for the borrower. And you've got a temporary buy down and you've got a permanent buy down. Hadn't really seen temporary buy downs for years. I've been originating mortgages for 11 years and I hadn't, I mean, I'd heard of them. I kind of knew what they were, but we hadn't done any of them until recently in the last year, we're starting to do temporary buy downs. And just to give you an idea as to what a temporary buy down is, if you go to purchase a home and you submit your offer and you ask for seller concessions with your offer and typically the sellers and the listing agent know that you're specifically using those seller concessions to buy down your interest rate it's for a specified period of time so the most common one out there and there's several is a two one buy down there's also like a two and a half one and a half buy down or a three two one buy down and they all work basically the same in general on a 2-1 buy down, if the average interest rate today is 6%, and I'm not saying that, so don't quote me, but just hypothetically speaking, let's say it's 6%, then the borrower's principal and interest payment in year one for those first 12 payments is gonna be based off of an interest rate that's 2% lower than what their rate will actually be. So in this case, it would be 4%. We're gonna determine their principal and interest payment off of 4%. 
in year two, it's going to be based off of an interest rate that's 1% lower, so 5%. And then years three through 30, you're going to be at that 6% interest rate or whatever the rate is at the time. And so there is a cost. Who's paying that interest that isn't being paid in years one and two? Well, the seller is. The seller's paying for it in the way of a seller concession. We call that the subsidy. And so basically you have to get every dollar of that amount covered. So your lender is going to run the numbers and we've got the calculation that we can run relatively easily. We're going to run the numbers and we're going to let you guys know, hey, if you do a 2-1 buy down at this purchase price in this loan amount, you are going to need a subsidy of, let's just say, $13,000 to cover it. So you're going to ask for $13,000 in seller concessions. And then you're going to use that $13,000 to offset that subsidy or that interest that's not being paid in years one and two. So we're seeing more of this temporary buy down as a, as a solution out there. And it's really nice for buyers because the buyers can ease into their monthly payment. Maybe rates go down again and they can refinance. If they haven't used the full subsidy, then that subsidy will be, then the, per, the balance of their loan will be re reduced by whatever the amount is that wasn't used. So it can be a great strategy for buyers. Not a bad strategy for sellers either. If sellers don't want to reduce the purchase price for their property, then maybe they're willing to offer a seller concession instead to offset some of that. And so you, you see kind of a benefit on both sides, really, um, when we talk about these temporary buy-downs. But not a bad um, strategy at all for buyers, for sure, allowing them to ease into their monthly payments. Now, I don't want to say the opposite, but the other type of buy-down would be a permanent buy-down. And so that's where you're going to use the seller concessions or the buyer can use their own funds on a permanent buy-down. They cannot use their funds on a temporary, but on their, on their um, permanent buy-down, they could use their own funds or they might get seller concessions. Let's use that $13,000 as an example here. Let's say the borrower takes that $13,000 and they buy down their interest rate. This is a hypothetical situation. Don't quote me on this. But maybe they can buy their interest rate from that 6% down to 5% with that $13,000. Now they have a 5% uh, interest rate for the next 30 years on their loan. Well, 5% is better than 6%. So um, just as an example, that would be a good scenario for them to take a look at and talk to their lender. Like how much, if I have $13,000 to use to buy down my rate, how, where does that get me? And what does my new payment look like? Obviously, that payment's going to be lower. It's not only going to save them on a monthly basis because they're going to have a lower monthly payment, but it's also going to save them an interest over the life of the loan. And this is sort of the piece that people tend to overlook. They are going to pay 1% less each month. And for the next 360 payments on that loan, they will pay considerably less in interest. Tens of thousands of dollars, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars less in interest over the life of the loan. So the permanent buy-down is also a great scenario. In my opinion, it's a great long-term scenario. A temporary buy-down is a great short-term benefit or scenario, but the permanent buy-down is a better long-term. And, of course, the market comes into play there. What's the market doing? If you're buying down your interest rate and spending $13,000 today to buy down your interest rate, but then rates drop by 1.5%, 
it, it does it make sense to refinance in which case you've got some additional expense there or you might be missing out on some of the benefit uh, from the from the first loan that you did so you really want to take a look at that weigh those options with your lender see what scenario makes the most sense for you uh, but if you're out there considering a purchase of a new home I would definitely take into consideration and talk with your lender about options with temporary and permanent buy downs again you're going to do that through the use of seller concessions now another possibility and these are really just kind of possibilities that a buyer can reduce their costs when it comes to their mortgage or purchasing a home uh, real estate agents in certain circumstances can contribute a portion of their commission so usually we see that on like a family to family transaction a mother or a father is helping their kid to purchase a home and they want to contribute a portion or in some cases all of their commission towards the buyer so that they can reduce their closing costs which is a great strategy uh, certainly one that we've seen before and it is quite doable so agent contributions are another uh, option or possibility out there uh, gift funds so gift funds are an interesting aspect to the purchase of a home we see it pretty often um, when you talk about gift funds it needs to be a family member a direct family member that's providing those gift funds there's a little bit of a gray area here but for the most part what they want to see is parents grandparents children grandchildren providing the gift funds aunts uncles even cousins are okay but once you get outside the realm of cousins it becomes a little bit more gray we need to be able to explain to the underwriter why would this person be giving you money to purchase a home and not expect to get repaid for it because a gift is just that you expect uh, not to be repaying the funds that they are a gift and to be used for the purchase of a home but we do see gift funds quite often uh, can be a great strategy for the right people and for down payment assistance so hopefully out there you've heard of down payment assistance I know in Colorado especially here in the Denver area there is a number of different down payment assistance programs so if you're out there you're looking to purchase a home you don't have much money set aside for that purchase or maybe you do have money but you just don't want to use your money you want to use somebody else's money there is down payment assistance programs out there and available for those that qualify the programs are going to have their own set of specific guidelines and qualifications over and above what you already need to qualify for the guidelines you need to be within when it comes to FHA and conventional or VA or USDA financing uh, we've got some down payment assistance programs just to name a couple and there's certainly more than this we've got Chaffa which is a Colorado uh, covers all the, the whole state of Colorado uh, they've got some great benefits, some great programs out there that'll help you to cover either the down payment and or uh, a portion of the closing costs as well. Metro DPA is another great program that's out there. Um, Chinoa is a good one. That one I think is nationwide. Um, each of these programs is typically going to provide you with funds to help cover the down payment or a portion of it plus a portion of the closing costs if that's the way you have it structured in some cases if you already have the money for the down payment and the closing costs then they're going to allow you to they're going to kind of offer you a market or in some cases even below market rate um, so the, a beneficial interest rate because you have the funds for the down payment and the closing costs which is going to be a huge benefit for you.
great strategies if you're trying to find ways to save money or you simply just don't have that much money to purchase your home, utilize these strategies. Um, talk to your lender. How can you how can you take advantage of a down payment assistance program? How can my grandfather give me some funds so I can purchase a home or my parents, something along those lines? But utilize some of these strategies. Think outside the box. That What we find so often is that we have clients that for so long wanted to purchase a home but just didn't think that they could. They're basically declining themselves for a home before they've talked to a lender, before they've talked to a real estate agent. They're just like, I can, there's no way I could buy a home right now. I can't do it. But you don't know that. And there are some great programs that are out there designed to help folks to purchase homes. The government... Uh, including political parties, Democrats, Republicans. It's really in kind of everybody's best interest to help folks to purchase homes. Now, not everybody should own a home. Not everybody's qualified to own a home. There, there shouldn't be scenarios where we're just throwing money at people that are ultimately not going to be able to afford uh, their payments or to take care of their home. But for those out there that want to purchase a home and you don't think you can, Don't decline yourself before you talk to a lender. Talk to a lender. See what you can do to make it happen. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Denver 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303-921-5747. This is one of my favorite parts of the show. So, Working with as many real estate agents as we do, we have a lot of agents that we work with that have listings right now. Great listings, and listings are highly sought after in the Denver area right now. So I'm going to talk about, I'm going to highlight a couple of these great listings that we've seen out here. The first one is Shelby Berry with the Red Team, and Shelby has a great, great listing at 2995 Glencoe Street. This is a coming soon. It's in the Park Hill area. It's going to be on the market for 515000 and they are going to allow showing starting on Thursday, May 11th. It's a two-bed, one-bath with over 1,100 square feet. It's a corner lot with an attached garage. If you'd like more information on this great property, give Shelby Berry a call at 720 720- Three one nine three five zero five, and tell tell her John and Dave sent you from the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The next one we've got Mike Romano with Brokers Guild Real Estate, a beautiful home at five four three South Clarkson Street in Denver, on the market at one point one million. It's a single family residence in the Washington Park West neighborhood. I'm going to repeat that. It is a beautiful home in the Washington Park West neighborhood. Building square footage, total area square footage, I should say, about 2,400 square feet. Bedrooms, four bed, three bath. This is a highly sought after West Washington Park neighborhood. This is a charming and recently updated brick bungalow, which boasts 2,400 square feet with four bedrooms and three bathrooms it's got a gas fireplace hardwood floors let's see outside you'll love the fenced backyard with a large deck and mature trees that provide shade and privacy it's located just a few blocks from washington park and within walking distance of some of denver's best restaurants and shops 
this home offers the perfect balance of city living and neighborhood charm. Give Mike Romano a call at 303-906-0880 if you would like some more information on this beautiful property in the West Washington Park area. And finally, Shelby Foster with Era New Age has a great listing here at 3285 West Arrowleaf Court in Castle Rock. It's on the market at 610000 It's a single-family residence with looks like just over 2,100 square feet, total square feet, uh, bedrooms four, bathrooms four. This wonderful Meadowgate home is ready for new owners located in a quiet cul-de-sac. You will find this beautiful two-story, three-car garage home. Brand new carpets throughout. The backyard is a perfect place to enjoy the summer months. If you'd like some more information on this property, reach out to Shelby Foster at 720-387-5262. So some great, great listings there. If you are a buyer listening to the show today, or maybe a listing agent or a buyer's agent, you've got a client that might be looking for a property in one of those areas within that price range, definitely reach out to Shelby uh, Mike or Shelby on uh, on those properties and see if you guys can make something work. Diving into the second half of the show here, I'm going to talk a little bit more about how buyers can save money when it comes to their actual mortgage, right? So make extra ins- principal payments on your monthly payment. And I can't stress this enough. And I, I talk to my buyers about this. I do it myself. I pay more on my monthly mortgage than what is actually due, than that minimum payment. Keep in mind, for most of us, we are having the servicer pay for the taxes and the insurance on our property. That's called the escrow account. So we have our principal and interest payment, which is the amount that we're repaying the loan. Some people have their mortgage insurance on top of that. And then you've got your taxes and insurance. Okay, so your total monthly payment, let's say my principal and interest payment is $2,000 and my escrow is another $1,000, that's taxes and insurance. So my total monthly payment is $3,000. Well, I pay more than the $3,000 and it depends on when the escrow analysis is done and that kind of stuff. But for simple math, let's say that I pay $500 extra on my mortgage, right? So I make $3,500 payment, even though my payment is only $3,000. That extra $500 reduces the principal balance of my loan faster than if I just simply make the monthly payments on it. So by doing that, a couple of things happen. I am reducing the principal balance faster, and when you do reduce the principal balance faster, it means that you are not going to have to pay that mortgage for as long. I have a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, so that means 360 payments. But the faster I pay the balance down on that loan, the less payments I have to make. And so ultimately, I am reducing the amount that I will have to pay on my loan, and it will cut years, maybe a decade, 15 years possibly, off of my loan over the life, which is a huge benefit. The other part is that I'm paying less in interest. Each monthly payment that you make is based off of the principal balance of the loan from the month before. So that interest is based is calculated based off of what the balance is. If you have a lower principal balance, 
then that's less principal balance that they're determining the interest off of. So ultimately, I'm going to be saving tens of thousands, probably over the life of my loan, hundreds of thousands of dollars in interest that I'm going to save because I'm paying a little bit more. Now, you might say, look, I can't pay $500 more on my uh, mortgage each month. That's crazy. Not a big deal. $50, $100, $200, whatever it is that you think that you can do. And what I would tell you is that increase it each year. So same with, you know, a, a lot of people like the strategy with their retirement accounts that each year on their retirement account, they increase the amount they put in it by 1%. You know, do the same thing on your mortgage. Increase the amount that you're putting on your mortgage by 25 bucks, 100 bucks, 1%, 3%, whatever it might be. If you start out at $25, do 50 next year. Do 75 the year after that. 100 a month extra the year after that. Keep increasing it a little bit. I promise you're not going to notice the difference. And by the way, that might be a good strategy for your retirement. I am not licensed. Um, I'm not a financial advisor, uh, but I have used that strategy over the years to try to put a little bit more into my retirement account each year. Um, So utilize that as a way to pay down your mortgage faster, to pay less in interest over the life of the loan, and ultimately get that darn mortgage paid off faster. Consider a lower term. One of the other strategies I have here is take out a mortgage. You don't have to do a 30-year mortgage. You do a 25-year mortgage, a 20-year mortgage, a 15-year mortgage. The difference in your payment on a 25 versus a 30-year mortgage is not going to be that big of a difference. And you're five years closer to getting that thing paid off already, right? And you're going to pay less in interest over the life of the loan. Consider a 25-year loan. Consider a 20-year loan. Run the numbers with your lender and see if that's something you think that you can handle from a monthly payment standpoint. Oh, and by the way, usually when you go down, typically 10 years or more in the term of your loan, the interest rate goes down along with it, which is kind of a nice benefit too. Get out of your mortgage insurance. So if you have mortgage insurance, in other words, you purchased a home, you couldn't put 20% down on a conventional loan, you've got mortgage insurance, Try to get out of that mortgage insurance. Pay the principal balance down. Pay attention to the value of your property. In some cases, the servicer may allow you to have a current appraisal done on the property and drop the mortgage insurance based off of that. If you're in an FHA loan, then you've got mortgage insurance for at least 11 years, if not the life of the loan. See if you can refinance out of that FHA loan into a conventional loan and drop your mortgage insurance. Do what you can to get out of that mortgage insurance because that's not doing anything to help you pay off your loan any faster. Put tax return funds towards the principal balance of the loan. Uh, We have some clients that have said, yep, each year when I get my refund on my taxes, I'm going to pay down the principal balance of my loan with it. Great strategy. There's also the strategy of what we call a recast. So at some point, you may receive an inheritance or some sort of a windfall. Maybe you win the lottery. You get a bunch of money and you want to put a chunk towards the principal balance of your loan and reset the payment. You can do that with certain programs. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are the two that come to mind that you're going to be able to, uh, in some cases, as long as it works out within their guidelines, do a recast. There are certain guidelines you need to follow, so make sure you talk to your lender about the specifics. But if you want to put a chunk towards it, let's say you've got... $10,000 
$300,000 left on your mortgage. You get an inheritance of $200,000. You want to take half of that inheritance, pay down your principal balance on your loan, take your loan from $300,000 down to $200,000. They will reset your principal and interest payment at the same time, which is a great strategy and a great way to get that loan paid down uh, faster, or at the very least, to lower your monthly payment. So think about that as a potential opportunity as well. Maybe you sell a rental property or sell some stock and you come into some cash, you don't know what to do with it. Think about paying down the principal balance on your loan. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Denver 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303-921-5747. And since we are on ESPN Denver, we think for some reason that that gives us the right to talk about sports. So real quick in sports, hockey, unfortunately, the Avs did not make it past the first round this year, which is a huge bummer. We've also got the uh, Rockies who are off to kind of a rough start. However, the Nuggets are looking pretty good this year. Hopefully they can keep it going uh, and win this next series and continue on their track to the finals. Would love to see the Nuggets win a championship this year. I'm John Edwards with Citywide Home Loans. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. Uh, Don't miss us next week. And if you have questions or if you'd like information Uh, on refinancing your current mortgage or getting a mortgage on your new home, don't hesitate to reach out to us at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Denver 1600 every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. You can find past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com.